Thank you, Barry, and thank you, Jeff. That is a gorgeous, gorgeous hymn. It's been kind of interesting this past week. I I think that um, one of the toughest things for me in planning a service is the title of the sermon. You know, you kind of want to have it kind of catchy and maybe raise some curiosity. And so I, I just said, well, open the doors. Open the doors. And um, it's grown in the service. It's been just amazing. I mean, Steve Klink found a video on doors. And um, you've read about doors in, or saying some about doors. Uh, it's just been, it's kind of all integrated together this morning. And, and I'm very thankful for that. Um, our Bible reading for this, for this morning comes from the 55th chapter of Isaiah, verses 10 to 11. And, and actually, it's one of my favorites, so I was glad to, to refine it and uh, to use it. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. And this is God's holy word for God's holy people. It's been very interesting, you know, as I watched the video that Steve Klink prepared for this morning, and he had sent it to me earlier in the week, so I watched it on my computer. And all the different ways you perceive doors, um, you know, or your feelings when you come to a door. What what do you feel like if you go to the door of a friend versus going to the door of a stranger? Um, What kind of agenda do you have on your heart, or what do you think kind of agenda the other person has who's going to be answering that door? What is it like to go in and out of doors? Uh, I've had experience, a lot of experience, in going into hospital doors and not necessarily knowing what I'm going to expect when I would meet the patient that was inside them uh, and uh, know that God's with me, but still, it's sometimes a little bit intimidating. But anyway, I, I have another specific reason for saying open the doors, and it's actually opening the doors of our church. It's actually what happens once we leave and those doors in the back are opened up and what we do once we leave those doors. And you can see some of that message in the readings this morning. If you take a look at our um, call to worship from Psalm 108, and uh, it says, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples, and I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is higher than the heavens, and your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Now, we're not talking about our faithfulness reaches to the walls of First Christian Church, and we're not talking about singing praises to the, to the walls of First Christian Church. Then we get to the um, reading from Isaiah, and it says... Um, you know, first the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and they don't return there until they've watered the earth. And if we take a look at that as a metaphor, that we leave the church and we come back having made a difference, making things bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. 
so that so shall my word be that goes from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. And we are not talking about within the doors of First Christian Church. We're talking about the church as well as beyond it, once you leave those doors. When I first came to this church, which has been quite a while ago now, I listened carefully to every prayer that was said, every song that was sung. I went through the hymnal. I looked at all of the prayers and all of the meditations and was just overjoyed with what I saw. One thing that surprised me, and I continue to enjoy it until this very day, is the last prayer that Greg says before the doors are open on Sunday morning. And let me say it again to you. I hope I have it exactly right. He will say almost every Sunday, as we go now from this place, may we go with a spirit of peace and spread a word of that peace to those that we meet so that when others see us, they might see Christ living in us. I'd like to add a little bit to the end of the prayer, and Greg has heard this from me before, so don't think I'm trying to knock snicks anything that he has said. But I always like to put a little ending on that prayer, and this is how I I end it. It says, Greg would say, so that when others see us, they might see Christ living in us. And I add, and may we see the Spirit of God in them. Because I think that's an important thing. Because when we go out in the world and we interact with other people, we do see the Spirit in these other people. And it doesn't necessarily have to be Christian people, but they're still filled with the Spirit. And that's an important thing to me, too. What we need to realize is that leaving Christian church, First Christian Church on Sunday is not an end point. It is a beginning point. And that we are fed here. And when those doors open up, those door, doors open up so that we can go out into the world to do God's work. Now, of course, when Jesus was around, there was no organized church. And Jesus was not a Christian. Jesus was a Jew. But Jesus was perfect in my mind. As I think about his ministry in those three years that he ministered before he died and was resurrected, I think about the many, many things that he did and that he taught us. Of course you know about the many healings. And the interesting thing about healings is that they even continue today. We've had the experience in our congregation, even in the last couple of weeks, where a miracle occurred to somebody who had been very, very, very ill. What a blessing that is. And that's what Jesus did. He would glean the fields for food on the Sabbath, which was forbidden in the law. But what was more important to Jesus was that people be fed 
than that people follow the law. Interesting in Christianity, because we need to remember that too. Because sometimes we think that what is important and what must be done might not necessarily be the right thing to do. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is the story of the Good Samaritan. In fact, I preached on it here one time. And the interesting part of that story was the person who really helped the individual in need was the one you'd least expect to do it, the Samaritan, the one who was not ritually clean, the one who was dirty, the one that Jews did not touch. And yet he was the person that came forth and helped. And that's a powerful lesson that Christ teaches us. Christ also did something that I don't think that I could ever do, and that is be willing to sacrifice my life for my beliefs. I don't know how many of us would be willing to do that, but he certainly did. And I think that that was a phenomenal gift. And of course, he he died and he rose, and in his resurrection, he continued to teach us so many things. So let's take a look at First Christian Church for a couple minutes and see the way that we can do things when we open the doors. This past weekend was Relay for Life. Our youth were involved in it. Donita Navarra, who attends the early service regularly, made wraps for the kids to sell, food wraps, sandwich wraps. They made $310 for cancer research. Within this past year, Jim and I had the opportunity to go to another church here in town. And the reason that we went was because one of my good friends who attended that church had died. And she did not want a memorial service. She wanted to be remembered on that Sunday morning. So we went. And, of course, in the eyes of the people at this church, we're the newbies. We were the visitors. And they were very gracious, just as you guys are very gracious. But this one man came up to us, and he said, I always take visitors out to lunch after church. Would you join me for lunch? Whoa! <laughs> was not expecting that. And I had, we had other plans. Otherwise, I think we would have taken him up on it. Um, But I thought, what a gracious thing to do, even beyond the doors of that church, is to say, hey, I don't know you, I would like to get to know you, let's go do lunch. And he would have treated us as well, and that was kind of nice. One thing I've noticed over the years is that this church has a very, very high number of teachers from We have a lot of kindergarten teachers. That really surprised me. From the very beginning teaching in a child's life up through the university and dealing with young adults, adults, older adults, people of all ages, and what ministry that is. I'm not talking about inviting all your students to go to First Christian Church. That's that's not the message but you're living a life of devoting yourself to others. And you know what? There's no greater joy. There is no greater joy. And I applaud everybody here who has done that 
as a profession. Interesting that in our old church that we went to for many years, we had a really high number of nurses. And that is another very wonderful ministry to others in the work that you do to help people to heal. Many of you work and volunteer in service professions. Many of you volunteer time in service organizations. Habitat for Humanity. LUM, if you aren't aware of LUM, Lafayette Urban Ministry, it's a consortium of churches designed to help those in need. First Christian Church is one of the member churches for LUM. And we contribute a lot of money to them. And they do effective ministry to those in need in this community. But we have many, many more ministries and many, many more volunteers. Uh, this is a great community for giving, and it's a great community for giving once the doors are open. We have some programs here at First Christian Church. Uh, one of them, which is a passion of myself, of mine, uh, and that is pastoral care. We have people in this congregation who aren't able to even get in the doors of the church on Sunday morning much less leave the doors because they can't get out of their homes or they're in a nursing home and they're alone. A lot of these people are alone and they are very lonely. I promise you that. They are very, very lonely. And we have people that are being visited by terrific caregivers, but we still have people who are not being visited at all and they're alone. And that bothers me. And I'd like to see more people volunteer to be trained to be able to go out and visit. It's very easy to do. It's just you have to learn how to do it. I have the feeling some of you have that as a gift anyway and wouldn't even need a training. You just would be able to go out there and do what you need to do. But I'd like to see that point in time where we minister to these people who cannot even make it back in our doors. These people who have been so active in our church Or maybe they're even new to our church. They've moved here because their children live here, but they're not able to get out. There's all kinds of reasons why we have people that need to be visited. We also have funds to give to, like the Disciples Mission Fund and the Gideons. It was interesting when I did my chaplaincy internship at Home Hospital, uh, we would get all the Bibles there from the Gideons. And they were stacked in a pile in the chaplain's office. And you wouldn't believe how many Bibles I gave away to people. Because people in the hospital are scared, and they're often alone. And they don't know what to do. Or they've gotten a difficult diagnosis, and they ask for a Bible. Some people are very well versed in the Bible, but they didn't bring their Bible. And so I give them one from the hospital. And many will say, I'll return it when I'm done. And I'll say, no, no, just go ahead and keep it. It's meant for you. There are so many things out there that we can do. The important message in this sermon is that this is not the end when you come to church. It is the beginning. It's living with God in your life 24-7. It's what you can do in the name of God as you see the Spirit of God in other people. And it's really that simple. So I hope you can take this message to heart 
and think about it and digest it and uh, pray about it. But let me close in a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for feeding all of us this morning, preparing each of us to go out into the world to do your work. We pray that we will not return to you empty, but we will accomplish that which you purpose and succeed in the thing for which you sent it. May all honor, good works, and glory be yours. We pray to you, O Lord. Amen.